Football genius Burgess. I am Stephanie Fitzpatrick, aka the Advantage Coach. And I was about to say we got a guest, but this family right no, here. No, it's family now. You know, <laughs> again, he can again? go get his own Kool Aid. Right. We're not doing that. <laughs> Absolutely. You go ahead in the refrigerator yourself. <laughs> yes. I, so Thank I call him Coach Flea. Stephanie refuses to call him that. I refuse to call him <laughs> Coach Flea. <laughs> but I'm going to let him introduce himself. Yes. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Thank you for having me again. It's always a pleasure, to, you know, to be with you guys. And the first time was definitely a blast. And, you know, let's do it again. And, you know, Coach Flea, original government name is Gary, Coach Gary Harrell, but at Jackson <laughs> State University, loving what I do with prime time. Yeah. Um, but, you know, thank you for having me. Yeah, oh, yeah thank you course. for you were. Right. I mean, quick. I loved it. It was like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> okay, let's always, do it. Always, always available. I yeah, appreciate man, we, that. Yeah, we yeah. certainly appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, just off the top, man, what's been happening with you? I mean, well, we can see. <laughs> we can right. clearly see a difference. Yeah. But what's been happening with you, man, since the last time we got to talk to you? Um, I would say, man, mostly just a lot of growth, you know, a lot of development, okay. um, building relationships. You know, you know, God's been good for me, man. Um, you know, coming from Florida Atlantic, going to Alabama State, and mm -hmm. within those two or three years span, man, just to uh, connect with Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, and, and just to, you know, have some conversation before he became head coach at Jackson State. And some of the things we spoke about and a lot of things that uh, came from me, came from the heart. And, you know, he's a guy that's built on loyalty, and it kind of like just kind of felt on his spirit. And he always told me, man, if I ever become a head coach, everybody thought that it was something that just – spoken upon but he was definitely definitely serious about it something he wanted to get accomplished mm -hmm. and uh when that happened he always wanted me to join forces with him um just because of my background um being a head coach being the hbcu guy just to be there with him hand to hand as we uh continue to uh to build this program amazing uh, and, and what a program you all are building right <laughs> we, we, we see y'all yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome though, being, being one of the uh, number one watch program in the country it means a lot yeah. you know, yeah. oh i'm on them every yeah. time yeah. i see it's yeah. on i'm right there watching yeah. it takes a lot it. Oh, it takes a lot sure. it takes you know it takes the administration to be on board so yeah. hats off to our athletic director ashley robinson man who saw the vision and yeah. who was um you know, had the courage to 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 make it happen. It's not yeah. an easy task. You know, you deal with yeah. someone of, of that magnitude, you just don't know right. un unknown yeah. certainties. And yeah. he was able to to pull it off. And you know, we are where Definitely. we are today because all the moving parts and all the people involved understood where we're trying to go. Yeah. So that kind of brings us to our next question. Like, mm -hmm. how do you see what you all are doing um, at Jackson State as like? Um, even and just what you mentioned, Coach Prime being such a huge like he's a, he's not just a it's a personality it's a entity almost with yes. him right mm -hmm. and so um, is. how is that how do you see that change the landscape of 
college football period, but specifically HBCU football and sports? I mean, I think you kind of said as far as the um, what he's bringing, you know, as far as I want to say awareness. You no, know, I like to mm -hmm. use the word exposure. Yeah. And I think he's, he's able to bring a lot of attention to what we are doing, but not just at Jackson State. You know, the intention of Coach Prime is to shine a light on all HBCUs. Mm -hmm. to show what can happen. So it's about the expectation. It's about the exposure. You know, it's about, like, like you said, almost as far as even out the playing fields where we're able to attract some of those top athletes, yeah. you know, get the alumni involved. We have a strong alumni base. And we always know that everyone that played the game of football, everyone that plays sports on uh, different levels, understand, like, where is the missing um, important parts. You know, mm -hmm. if you build a, the foundation, if you have the support, if you have the resources and you're able to attract the right talent when it comes to, for us here at mm -hmm. Jackson State, we believe in far as character and in our four core values. When we're looking at a guy, because Brian believe in, they got to be smart, they got to be fast, they got to be tough, they got to be disciplined. Those are the four things mm -hmm. we, that we harp on. And not just- Say those again. Say those again. We got to be smart, got to be fast, got to be tough, and you got to be disciplined. So when we're looking okay. at an individual, they got to check all boxes. He's going to ask, is he smart? You know, he's yeah. fast, he's tough, is he disciplined? If he's two out of four, he's not a guy for Jackson State. You know, if he's three out of mm. four, when you bring, you better make sure it works because he's going to make sure that he's watching and see how that guy developed. If a guy check all four boxes, we know we got the right guy for the program. Right, we say right. smart, not just smart in the classroom. We won't we expect right. that, but just making the right decisions, you know. Right. Fast, not running four three, not running, you know, the fast times, you know, just making the right decision quickly, you know. So mm -hmm. we're talking about all those things, of course, being disciplined and, and being tough. If we find a guy that does all those things, we know that what we're trying to build is gonna happen very, very quickly. Yeah. But what he's doing right now, to answer your question, is amazing. And I think it's on a it's, he comes in on a daily basis, always trying to think of ideas to to be ahead, to show the rest of the HBCUs when it comes from the president down to the ADs, to the board of trustees, all those involved. You know, if you go ahead and put the resources in for these young men and women, you know, this is the results that you can get. You're gonna be on ESPN uh, every week, you know, when you right. can build a product that's attractive to uh, right. the people in this country. And, and yeah. they want to see that. So it's, it's, it's a wonderful thing that he's doing. And he's, he's ahead of the curve. He's an amazing guy. You know, he, he, he thinks yeah. very creatively. And he yeah. believes in in um in these in these people. When he first got the job, the first conversation we had, um, when I asked him why he wants to do this, he simply says it's time to help our own people, and okay. and that's the movement. That's the, that's what he's trying to create. You know, just yeah. just help people that's involved in in this industry and, and be a leader just by action. Yes. Yeah. No, I love it. That's amazing. Oh yeah. That's amazing. Um. I love the cutting edge thought process, right? Like, right. you know, um, if if we if we build it, they will come. Kind of yeah, attitude. Come. <laughs> That's right. Build the dreams. That's right. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, I, I um, remember. Oh no, go ahead, Steph. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I'm good. Go ahead. You know, um, I can I can ask questions all day. So then, yeah, no, I I I want you to ask the next one, right? Okay. Um, but I'm only going. I'm gonna just jump uh, this one. Actually, this isn't a question. I was um, just thinking about. Um, I remember when um, I heard the news that Coach Prime was going to be taking over as head coach, 
And initially when I saw it, like, you know how when you're in the middle of something, you, you know, you may see like a headline or something like that and you don't see it correctly. And you got to go back and look and like, hey, like, what's this? So I saw that. Um, I saw that headline and I got hyped, you know what I'm saying? Because I know the type of person, I mean, you can see the type of personality he has and he knows football and bringing that to an HBCU was just huge for not just Jackson State, but all HBCUs. And then when I saw that you you were joining the staff, you know, I got super excited because um, I just, you know, I think about, you know, the, the impact you had on me um, and you weren't even my position coach, but the impact you had on <laughs> me at yes. Howard University and um, just, you know, some of the things that, you know, as a coach, you could see that you care for your players off right. of the field. And so just to see, you know, you being a part of that, you know what I'm saying? For me, for someone who, has been around you who has, you know, um, seen the type of, le- the level of care that you you have for your players was just, um, you know, overwhelming, you know what I'm right. saying? Because right. um, it was already huge news, but to see it kind of be stacked together, like was just, <laughs> like I said, overwhelming. But yeah, um, I, I, I just wanted to throw that in there. I know, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We, we were asking questions, but I I, I was no, thinking no. about that next question, uh, this next question right. step. Um, yeah. And it made me think about it made me think about that in that moment. No, that's 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 a good segue because I think that that's part of like I, that's why I wanted you to repeat those four things because mm-hmm. I knew it was beyond just what it sounded like. So I'm yeah. glad you went and you like expounded on those things yes. because mm-hmm. it's not just I don't you didn't mean fast like a four two like you meant right. like right. a bunch of things right that's like right. I need a good, a decision. good decision right. and being right. able to be yeah the right so, decision that's right. Right. And so um, that brings us to kind of the next question. And like, you know, you know what we do, like outside of this podcast, our thing is trying to help um, student athletes, collegiate student athletes in that, in that making sure that they're whole when they make transition from what sport, whether that be after college or after pros, right? We want them to be well-informed and well-rounded and understand who they are completely. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, with Field to the Real Project, that's what we try to do. We want right. to, you know, come in and, and be that extra support for the players and, and informing them and helping them understand who they are outside of the sport so that they can be making right decisions, like you just said, right. even about their time while they're in college. Don't just be in school just because you want to play football and be on TV. Like, that's right. literally, what are you doing with your your education, whether it's free or not, what are you doing with it? You know what I mean? And so that's our passion in this. And so I wanted to ask you, how do you think a program like ours could assist an HBCU athlete, Um, especially considering, so as a life coach, you know, that's what I do for a living. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so um, as a life coach, I've seen the uptick of people who are even seeking me out because of COVID and yeah. it's given a lot of people a different perspective, right? On right, their lives right, and wait, right. I just, I'm just existing, I'm not living or I'm not even working or operating in my purpose. <clears throat> I'm just out here doing something to make mm-hmm. money, you know? Right, so right. Um, I feel like it's a opportunity for us um, to, to help these young men and women see mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? Like who they are outside of the sport so that they're well-rounded and know who they are. So my question is, how do you see our program be able to help us in a situation, even like at Jackson State, for instance? Right. Yeah. And I think you kind of, a lot of hearing you speak, a lot of words came out that kind of like um, pretty much answer the questions for us, like opportunities, <laughs> you know, purpose, you know, just creating opportunities, continue to do what you guys do. Like we spoke last time, being a platform, I think that this, uh, the this disbursement of information is always important. You know, anytime you can have conversation with uh, young men, young women, and just generally just give your experience, some of the things that you have been through in life, and uh, and just try to see where they are. You know, mm-hmm. like you just said, you know, as far as you said, opportunity, you said, uh, you know, purpose. You know, saying who they are. You know, and and those things kind of when you talk to them, engage with them. I think that the, the biggest thing, like you said, with COVID and the pandemic, everything that's been going on. Um, there's already been some type of disconnect through because of social media. A lot of kids communicate differently how we um, communicate. Right. right. It's, it's just as far as getting on campus and creating that platform, creating those programs where they're more hands-on, um, where the interaction is more face-to-face, we're able to yeah. have those type conversations when it comes to interviews, uh, creating uh, uh, networking ideas, creating internships. Uh, that's yeah. a lot of things what we find out on this campus. A lot of men you know, at the age that's juniors, you know, some senior just, they still lack, you know, they that's just right. don't get those experiences. And, that's and right. you just want to get to them before it's too late. Uh, so yes. just keep doing what yes. you're doing as far as creating <laughs> that platform and, and just creating yeah. opportunities. And, uh, but that's the biggest thing, you know, we talk about it here. Uh, you know, we had a pastor come in and speak with us and mention that word purpose. You know, a lot of kids just got to figure out their purpose in life and we got to help them to understand um, yeah. it's, it gets scary for them, you know, you know, yeah. when we come to senior in there that last semester, you know, we all been there, but some of us yeah. had a plan. They don't have yeah. a plan. They don't know that yeah. next step, you know, that's right. They don't know that next step. That's and it gets right. kind of scary for them. Yeah. I know, um, um, I was on clubhouse maybe about two months ago and, uh, there was a, uh, a, a female head football coach for a high school team in Pennsylvania on the call with us. And uh, one of her players, one of her players um, was on the call as well. And um, he made the comment, like, I think he was a junior and he made the comment about, um, you know, they're taught not to think about anything but plan A, which is get to the NFL. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so he said, so when people say come up with a plan B, that makes them feel like they got to, that like they're going to fail at what they're attempting to do. And so what I said to him and what I would tell any young man, woman, you know, especially young men who, you know, looking, thinking NFL or NBA or any pro sport, it's not having a plan B. It's just having a plan. A plan, period. That's right. It's just having a plan. It doesn't matter that it's, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter because one day it's going to be over, whether it's after college, whether it's after high school, whether it's after the pro, it's going to be over. So it's, it's not a plan B, right. it's a plan. It's right. a plan. That's right. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. You know, yeah. like I say, it's, it's about explaining, just not, it's not an alternate plan. It's just a plan, a plan that's adjacent to your previous plan, your original plan. And even yeah. if you do make it to the NFL, we all know the life expect, expectancy is not very long. You know, mm-hmm. once you finish and you 26, 28, 30 years old, you still have 20 more years of your life to live. You know, yeah. what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to exactly. do? So well, that's a great way as far as putting it, as far as having a plan, you know, not having a plan A, plan a or B. Not plan have, a, right? That's right. <laughs> you have too many plans and, and 
too many plans and you just off track, you don't know which way to go. All over the place, yeah. Like you said, if you have a plan, continue to stay on track and stay on course. But like you said, just make sure that things gonna happen. You gotta have something that's adjacent to that plan and keep and keep building. That's it. I mean, that's kind of the thing with why I said what I said though, is because we're talking about um, you know, catching a a freshman or a sophomore Mm -hmm. in college helping them understand, like, now's the time to be deciding what your major is. Like, yes. you know what I mean? And and right. and so having a plan means That's you right. know what direction you're going in. You're going with in. That. Right. And so no matter what, when when the, when the curtain closes on your sports career, guess yeah. what? You can open a new curtain because you've already got what you need behind you, period. That's right. That's right. That's right. So, yeah. You can tell we're a little passionate about this. Sorry. <laughs> I, I, I always talk about that piece of advice to Coach. Uh, shout out to Coach Keeper Kelvin. I talk about him all the time on here. Oh, yeah. But um, Julian, yeah, he sat me down and was like, man, listen, at some point, you got to show the world that you can do something else. That's right. And, and for me, point. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Where, and he was like, whenever that is, I'm not saying that you won't go and play professionally, you know, you could get injured tomorrow, but at some point you got to show the world that you can do something else. Mm-hmm. And he, he always pressed on me, you know, football is what you do and not who you are. Um, and I think about the reluctance of maybe someone like maybe my high school coaches or even um, <clears throat> my position coach when I first got to, to Howard. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe thinking that saying something like that, you may not get the best out of your your player right that's right um and and everybody take takes you know things differently but i think that him saying that was like a, a jolt of reality and i don't think my play was affected by that or you know what i'm saying anything like that but I, I i do think that i started really coming up with a plan after that like okay that's right that's what am right. i going to do like Okay, I, if I do play, the life expectancy, life expectancy, like you said, is what three or four years. So that's it. That puts me at twenty-seven. That's right. So what happens after that? You know what I'm saying? And so um, I, I was grateful for that for that nugget. You know what I'm saying? When mm-hmm. I when I received it, and that's that's one of the things that I, I want to make sure that um, we impress upon um, these these football players, like. What, what are you doing afterwards? What is your plan? You know what I'm saying? Like, what what are you passionate about? Outside of this. And that's a lot right. of times they don't allow themselves that opportunity to even explore that. So that's right. one of the things that we want to do. It's help you, mm-hmm. help you, give you permission to explore what mm-hmm. you what else you might be passionate about or things right. that you that you put to the side and say, oh, I can't do that because that's not, you know what I mean? Right. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. We, uh, yeah. <laughs> we can go we can yeah. go in on this all day, man. Yeah, yeah. Um all right, we're gonna move on to who's really right. Um yeah. this one, let me well, no, I won't. I'll I'll say what the who's really right is because you know I have a hard time. You'll be going on point. about <laughs> <laughs> um so I'll say the who's really right and then I'll I'll go back and, and kind of frame it a little bit. So the who's really right is um, is there enough being said or, or is there enough awareness being brought to um, um, the Asian this hate Asian crime. hate and the, mm-hmm. these Asian hate crimes within the world of sports? 
And so to kind of go back and frame this, um, we saw a lot of outspokenness, um, if that's a word, during, <laughs> <It is now. laughs> um, with what happened to, to George Floyd um, when that happened. And then, you know, we, we saw the protests um, for Amar Arbery. We saw, we saw the protests for Breonna Taylor. And we saw like kind of a, a, a unified front you know, where people just came forward and said, yo, like, this is wrong. Mm-hmm. We need to speak about it. We need to speak about this and something needs to be done. Um, w- well, what it looks like is that not the same energy is being put into um, these Asian hate crimes or these Asian American hate crimes. And so um, this who's really right is, is, is there being enough, is there enough awareness being brought? Was there enough support in the sports world um, for these Asian hate crimes? So I was kind of upset. That's why I brought this up. Mm-hmm. Um, because although I have read more and there have been more people who have spoken out, mm-hmm. I think you hit it when you said, but it hasn't been the magnitude of support around this. So I, my answer is no. I don't think it's been brought enough awareness um, it shouldn't just be, you know, people like Dwayne, the people we know who are just right. the, Steph Curry, Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, you know, mm-hmm. um, Arthur Blank came out, of course, of course, <laughs> of course he would, right. you know, um, the um, Seattle Mariners, I think the 49ers, it's, it's been sprinkled is what I'm saying, right. versus the unified front, like you said, that was brought for the social injustices we had seen up until now um, for African-Americans. And so for Asian-Americans, you know, it shouldn't be that the only people that are speaking out are the top people or um, Jeremy Lin and and uh, Koo, because uh, they happen to be of Asian descent. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like um, we're, they're missing, we're missing the mark on this because right is right and wrong is wrong. Right. That's, yeah. that's just how I see it. Like, right is right and wrong is wrong. And the things that are being done, um, it angers me because it was gaslighted by our former president. And people have run with this. And, and I know I know Asian hate crimes were happening prior to this, but it, it has escalated to like 3,000% or some crazy number like that. And so... Um, I just feel like we're all, especially, I'm going to just say it from the standpoint of we're all people of color. Mm-hmm. Regardless, we're all people, but the people of color need to stand with the people of color, if nothing else. Right. That's just how I see it. So I don't think enough is being done. But, you know, just because you only got one or two people who were um, of Asian descent that played in the NBA and one in the NFL doesn't mean that the NBA and the NFL shouldn't stand up just like they did for Black Lives. Mm. That's just how I see it. I think that's great points. I don't think it's, it's never, never enough um, in these situations. You know, it's hard to kind of speak on um, you just never know like the root of the problem. You got to figure out the root of the problem to solve any any situations. You know, I just think it was never enough 
said when it comes to uh, Brianna Taylor, when it came to George Floyd, when it came to all the senseless acts that, that occurred. Right. Uh, but like it goes back to what you're saying. It's like, <clears throat> like you know, you know, hurt is hurt. You know, we're all human beings, and, and don't yeah. matter your color, your age, don't matter your, your religion, your race. Uh, you know, when someone is fighting for something they believe in, just some simple as democracy. Uh, you know, it's it's tough. You know? But I definitely think there's there's never never enough that's that's been said or done to uh, fix the issues that goes on in society. Um, you got to keep striving and trying to get it done, get it accomplished. And, but the main thing, like I said, we're able to work together based on the actual cause and not just based on the color of our skin. Then right. maybe we can get towards that goal as far as making things happen. Right. Yeah. Because um, it's hate it's and it's hate against hate. people of color, regardless. Yeah, it is. It is. And like you said, the Black Lives Matter is probably, you know, those sports, the NBA, you know, because we're so heavily populated. With you know African Americans, so they they felt an obligation to 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 right. get involved to speak upon them. It's, I don't know if it really came from the heart, if it really really mm, uh, was genuine. You know, you know, yeah, it's only a point, point where where we had a sport where it's full of Asians, you know, with a lot of sponsorship. Right. From, and in fact, the bottom line, then you yes. you'll get folks. You know anything that you know we all know anything that with politics anything that affects the bottom line. Absolutely, that's that's, that's when they speak. That's, that's, that's sad. Right. That's sad. Um. Well, so I, I don't know. I think my take on this is that, and you know, Steph, when you and I spoke about this the other day, I, I, I wanted to make sure I chose my words carefully because yeah. um, I didn't want to make it seem like what was happening was okay, which is obviously we know that that's not my, my stance or anything like that. That is not your stance, right. Um, my, my, my position on what I see um, comes from me looking at the context of all that has happened, right? So when thinking about last summer, last summer was an anomaly. In the midst of a pandemic, we see um, a video of someone, you know, a police officer kneeling on George Floyd's neck. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of the, the the catalyst to to spark all of this. And that, and you remember I said we went back and um, we didn't at that point a lot of us didn't know about Rihanna Taylor or Amar right. Albury and, and right. all of those they kind of got mushed in there together. Yeah. And mm-hmm. because of the pandemic, everybody had to sit and watch and see this. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I think before this, and and I won't I won't go as far as to say that you know, um, things didn't happen on a mass scale because we saw Mike Brown and the the um what, what happened with Mike yeah. Brown and what happened in Ferguson, and we saw um, I, he, he his name jumped Trayvon Martin. Again. Well, definitely Trayvon Martin, but um, oh Eric Garner, Eric Garner, you know, mm-hmm. and we saw like the protests and stuff like that, but nothing was on the scale of what ha- you know what happened last summer and I yeah. I think that you know th- the context of that is that we were all sitting still we were in a pandemic when you see sports players who were in a bubble and they're all together receiving all of this information and they're in the bubble and they have cameras in their face and, and that's why you see so much outspokenness mm-hmm. during that right. time I think now now that 
pretty much everybody is gone back to normal. Whatever some normal of these is. stories, right. Whatever, right? Whatever normal is, some of these stories we aren't even seeing. Because you remember when you told me the story about how twenty-one days in a row there have been mass shootings. I had no idea about that. And that was that was Monday or Tuesday. And right. So we've seen it continue. Continue. So we wow. were at 23, 24 days straight. Yeah. Wow. You know, and so um, I don't think it's so much as people don't care or people are being choosy. I think that the, the context of last summer doesn't apply to right now. Now that isn't to say it. that that isn't to say that you know because people are people have spoken up and people have said yeah. some things, but maybe seeing like the full scale, uh, you know, protests where people are like people are out in the street because they're not working because of the pandemic. I right. think that's the reason why we haven't seen that. Um, but I, I don't think anyone is intentionally ignoring this. Or saying to themselves, well, that's not my people. I'm not worried about it. I, I honestly think that it, it, it's contextual, you know. Okay. Um, that's fair. And, and so, I, you know, we were having trouble with, you know, trying to word this to make this a yeah. little really right. So when we say, is there enough being said slash done, um, I got to go with what you said, Coach Flea. It, mm -hmm. It's never going to be enough. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's yeah. because saying it's enough means that there is something Different. that's done in that that time span that changes it. Yeah. And we continue to see it happen. Oh, and oh. not just in the, the, the Asian American community or the, the African American community, but in the Latino American community and, and all these other communities that are considered minorities in this country. Um, and, and I won't just say that. I would say even in, you know, um, some of the Caucasian American communities, you know, right. where you see certain things. And I think that, that that's a whole different story about why that oh, yeah. doesn't get- We wouldn't need a whole new, who's really right? Okay. Yeah, that's, that, that'll be a whole new one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I, I just, I, I don't think, I don't think it's, like I, it'll never be enough until we no. start to see either decline or stuff just stop happening with hate, mm -hmm. um, which, which is idealistic at best. Mm. It'll never be enough. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, no, yeah. I see it. I see it. I do. I guess more more to the point. I did. Let me just say this. I don't think that the bigger entities not people individually, but the bigger entities are doing enough. Are doing mm -hmm. They're not doing enough. That's fair. That's, let me just say that. I can agree with that. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. I kept myself out of that water step. <laughs> yeah, you did. You did. No, I was you over there well. walking on eggshells. <laughs> you did very well, sir. And I was like, oh, you want to do that? Oh, okay. Look, when we get into the... I ain't even, you know what I'm not even gonna bring that up, but okay. The the, the conversation that we're saving for next week that's gonna be a, a Ooh, I might get boy. some hate emails. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey, but you guys uh you guys let us know who's really right, even though you know, I guess this wasn't one of your traditional who's really right. 
it'll just um, be which 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 side do you see it like it's right. not even about we both say no and like you said never right. enough and i'm like no it's not enough so it's more of is it let, is it that they need to be doing more or not right let us know how you feel about it you know yeah. what i'm saying about the attention and the awareness let us just just you yeah. know let us know what you think about it yeah all right okay. all right let's uh let's jump into uh, some news that's like long past due um, for NCAA basketball, but probably all sports, when you think about it, all professional sports, when you look at the landscape of the NFL, oh, well, I guess it's a college, so this is a professional. It's college, but, you know I mean. but still. Yeah. Um, UNC got it right. They hired coach uh, Hubert Davis as the head coach to replace Roy Williams after he retired um, about a week ago. Yeah. Um, what do we, how do y'all feel about this? I'm going to let you go first, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> well, personally, I think, you know, I mean, he's a Tar Heel. You know, he has the experience. I think mm-hmm. he's qualified for the position. Um, I think they got a right guy, but, you know, it, it always takes as far as going through uh, the process, getting wins, you know, just seeing the final mm-hmm. touch, if you're going to develop. Uh, the kids is there. You're going to attract new talent to North Carolina. Uh, the, the keep, I mean, it's, it's the program that always on the rise. So it's going to be a lot of expectations. So he's always going to be tested to see where he is as a coach, as a man. But I, I think they got their right guy, you know, because they have a guy that understands the program. And right. he has the experience. Like, whatever comes behind that, you know, time will tell. Yeah. yeah. No, I think they got it right. I mean, it was just it was the right thing to do in my in my opinion, right? This man has been pretty much there at your side for I don't even remember how many years they said now, but you he was kind of the person that you taught. What are you laughing at? Cause I, I honestly I thought you said it was the white thing to do. And I, <laughs> no. I'm trying to set you, just you, want, up. you just want us to have that conversation, I'm right? To set you just you want up. us to have that conversation. That's what that is. I'm sorry. It, it was I'm not sorry. the white thing. It was the right thing. I'm, I'm hard to say okay. that was the white thing. Yes, he's married to a white woman, but. <laughs> and he's very proud of him. Yes, he's he proud. is. <laughs> But no, I thought that was a, um, it was the, it was the right thing to do. And Mm -hmm. it was a smart move. He knows that he's like, like coach said, he knows the the system. He knows the kids that are there presently. Um, He's got relationships already because it's not just what happens on the basketball court when it comes to being a coach coach, you know, this is, you said this It's the relationships you have with the community, with the people in the, in the office, of the administration, all that kind of stuff. And so he's he's that person. That's, he's there already. He's got that upper hand. So mm-hmm. um, I was surprised when he said in his uh, press conference uh, when he mentioned that he was one of four coaches, black coaches, to be a head coach in that system, in that in that institution. And I did not think that. Like, like wow. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. I mean, you know, I'm in Charlotte, so I'm in this, this is UNC nation around, yeah. you know, around these parts. So <laughs> um, I didn't know that that was the case, but 
you know, I'm glad that he got this opportunity and I think he'll make the most of it. Just stop talking about your wife and your children and we good. <laughs> you know what? I don't even think it was the issue of him talking about his wife. And I prom I I, w- I wasn't even supposed to start right here, but I <laughs> it wasn't the issue. I I think that what he was trying to convey got mixed up in his head. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you can be proud, like <laughs> you you be proud of you could be proud of you your, can your be wife. Proud of that. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? You could be proud of your family. Absolutely. Um I, I think just the way that he worded it just yeah. made it sound bad. And I, I feel okay, like he so needs a mulligan. I'm here in Charlotte. They've been roasting him on the news, just so you know. He's been getting roasted everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I, I went on Twitter the other day and, and I saw him trending, and that's how I found out about the video. And when yeah, I saw no, they, it, I was they like, had oh. a whole segment that they dedicated to just talking <laughs> talk about this on the news today. I was like, wow, really? <laughs> okay. So yeah. Yeah. yeah I think it goes definitely just how he um how it just in that sentence and that yeah. phrase, how it just all rolled into one. It kind of <laughs> yeah. Right. That kind of it was probably about timing, you know. Yeah. But I, I went back and watched it. I never I didn't see a live one, but back and watched it. So it's just to hear his uh, his comments, his thoughts, but you know, I always want to know like the the nature or the form of a question. Like, how was the question? How was it posed? Correct. How that's the key. Yeah, that's the key. So you, yeah, that's you never the key. know how you know yeah. how you perceive the question, and maybe part of that question was something that led to what he said, as far as right. right. That's you know, true. being that's a head true. coach at North Carolina, and maybe it's, it's I don't know what else what he's what he's proud about. <laughs> right. Probably led him to that answer <laughs> to, to that. It, it, yeah. from, from from what it sounded like he was trying to say was that okay you know this is me as a man right right you know i'm i'm a black man i, I do recognize my position i do yes. recognize my impact of being a black man and being the first black coach um of unc's basketball team um but let me also acknowledge that I, my, my wife is white and I have biracial children so you can see the full scope of who I am yeah. and I, I just felt like in him trying to acknowledge that as well mm-hmm. he, he worded it wrong you know what I'm saying right. like just it right. was just the, the way that it was worded so yeah I agree you know I always try to go back and you know what I'm saying get a benefit of the doubt because like you know people oh, are yeah. just killing them they they heard what I he said and it ran meant with it in a crazy way yeah, I didn't think yeah. it was meant to be anything you know, it, it wasn't. You right. just said it, though. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> good luck, Coach. Well, I, not, I had fun with it still on, on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to do that. I'm, I'm going to, yeah. Good luck, Coach Davis. That's all I know. Yeah. And it comes to Good back. luck. Yeah. yeah. I, to, to go back to, like, the impact of that, though, um, and I'm going to keep this part brief. One of the things, I think you sent it to me, Step, uh, that, that article, and it was talking about um, – it was talking about coach John Thompson. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was an article in the past and, and you know, obviously coach John Thompson transition, he, he went Correct. On, Correct. you know, so he, he wasn't able to see this moment, but he was talking just about the, the lack of representation of black coaches in the NCAA men's basketball. And he said, I want to say at the time that he had, that article had come out, it was only four. Mm-hmm. Um, when I sent it to you, I remember because we had a yeah. conversation about it, like, wait, what? Right. And yeah. it talked about how he, I think maybe it was he and uh um 
I, I want to say Nolan Richardson. I, I'm, I'm, that might be wrong, um, but they got to go out on their own. Um, and that, it might have been four that actually won championships is what I'm trying to say. But he, he talked about Tubby Smith and how Tubby Smith was uh, pushed out of um, Kentucky, Kentucky after yeah. winning the championship and, you know, um, how black coaches, in the, in, at least in the NCAA basketball, just didn't have that type of cachet. So where they could win a championship and write their ticket. Right. You know, he won a, a championship, Tubby Smith, I'm, I'm talking about. He won a championship and was out of the um, out of the program in a few years, you know? Years, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. so, um, so I, I just wanted to say that, this, to go back to say, um, I just, I think it's a great um, deal that um, UNC got this right, you know? Um, yeah. And they hired somebody who was capable, but someone who like, he can do the job. You know what I'm saying? This isn't a, we just hiring him because he's black and we want to cling to this. No, he, he, he's a capable coach. Um, it ain't about to happen. No way. Huh? It ain't about to happen. No way. But yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I just wanted to, you know what I'm saying? Points at, yeah. points at that. Um, let's, uh, let's jump to this uh, Cincinnati Red story. Um, and outfielder Castellanos, he got a two-game suspension. And, and fine. And fine. Yeah. Now, Steph, I know your thoughts on this. You can see my face, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, when we had this conversation, we talked about baseball and how it's already tough to watch a baseball game on TV and how ratings have kind of gone down over the years. And yeah. um, the game just like it, the game used to be America's game. You know, it was America's pastime and it was the number one professional sports league in America. And it, it's been overtaken by um, the NFL and the NBA. Mm -hmm. And I think stories like this lets you know why. <clears throat> so basically he got this two game suspension and, and the fine for aggressive <laughs> actions on the field that they said instigated a bench clearing brawl. Now, what were what were those <laughs> aggressive actions, Steph? Um, the man just stood. He the the man was on the ground and he was uh -huh. so he was on over him, right? Right. And he just did one of those like with his arms and like, mm -hmm. you know, like showed a little emotion. Muscles and you know, that kind of strong man thing. Right. And, and that's it. Mm -hmm. That's what he did. Y'all call then, that aggressive behavior. Unsportsmanlike, I will give you that. But aggressive, yeah. had he kicked him, had he right. <laughs> spit on him, <laughs> like I'm, I'm waiting, like, wait, wait. I had to go back and watch it again. Like, all I saw him do was, uh, that's emotion. You And that's the thing that I think we talked about this. Like, one of the things that I feel like it, it's why I'm not, I don't watch baseball as much as I might watch other sports is because mm -hmm. it is so emotionless. I like to see 
you know, that passion in what you do. Now, don't go overboard. I'm not a, I'm not a proponent of being, a, of being, you know, overly you know, all that fanfare and, and being all in people's faces and fighting and all that kind of stuff. That's not what I'm talking about. But right. coach, you, you with one of the best at the fanfare right now. <laughs> he started fanfare. Listen, right. he made fanfare sex, right? No, no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> so what's wrong with showing a little emotion? I mean, right. Muhammad Ali, like these, I just think about like top athletes and how they, you know, the thing, you see, even LeBron, like you see emotion. Mm -hmm. So... Yes. What's wrong with this man showing some emotion? The problem was when this dude get up and hit and push him, and that's when the whole thing that's what cleared the benches. Mm -hmm. How do you would say he incited? <laughs> How well, did he incite this? I'm so confused by this whole thing, and I don't want to make this racial. I'm just saying, y'all, that's just crazy, in my mm -hmm. opinion, that that you would find this man to suspend him because he shows some emotion. Because if you want emotionless baseball, then you probably don't need to have, yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know what that looks like. And like you said, Jared, pitchers get to show emotion. But we talked about, that's why I said I didn't want to make it racial, but here we go. Um, historically, pitchers have been white. It's only been in the last decade or so that we've seen this uptick in pitchers who who are, well, I give it two decades of pitchers mm -hmm. who are, you know, you know, uh, of color, mm -hmm. of people of color. But yeah, I'm just like, wait. I mean, because that's no different than a pitcher striking somebody out and standing out there and doing and the same thing. Pumping his arm, yeah. No different. So how does this man get suspended and a fight? And then how are you gonna blame him for people getting off the bench? Did he be, <laughs> was he like, yo, let's go? Like, no. <laughs> so anyway, you you know you, how yeah, yeah I'm, not, I, <laughs> I'm with you. What, what, what are your thoughts on that, Coach Flee? Uh I would say um, you know, unsportsmanlike conduct, you know, we all can agree on that. I think you could, you could play on the words, you can say aggressive, nah. You know, showing emotions, you know, I can agree with that as well. But, um, you know, it's just like when you, you know, NBA, when you dunk on somebody, you stand on, you flex on them or whatever, mm -hmm. you get attacked, but then you know, they move on. Right. And on football, you catch a touchdown and in college, you spike it. Mm -hmm. In NFL, you can spike it, but if you spike it in front of someone, that's it's unsportsmanlike. It's, it's a yeah. flag. Right. So it's always that fine line as far as from sport, right. sport and right. situation to situation. You know, and I would say, um, yeah, of course, you know, he, he did his thing, came home, slid, and I'm sure it carried over from getting hit with the ball, you know, so all the emotions right. were still going on, he flexed on them. But I just think, you know, I don't, I don't want to say it's racial. I would think it's still back to just the perception of things. When you follow mm -hmm. baseball, um, if it was pre-COVID, I don't think anything happened. But I think because of the situation, COVID, mm -hmm. somebody had to take the blame to um, as far as how the players got all into that. people, mm, I didn't even so, think about that. Yeah, so it's so they got to do something. It's just like the NFL mm. with the targeting rule. You know, they yeah. have to do something now because all the lawsuits that was coming down the line, they had to put right. themselves down the road. So yeah. I just think it's more of a COVID deal 
They knew mm. all the guys came in close proximity. Mm-hmm. They had to find a way to blame someone and send a mm. message so it doesn't happen. So that's that's my take on it. Okay. I didn't think about that. I think it's more of a cultural thing. Like I like I said, I wouldn't say it's racial either. You know, so I so I agree with you guys on that. Um, I think it's a cultural thing. I think for a long time, and the the reason why I say it's not racial is because you can see a white player do a bat flip after a home run and he gets scrutinized for that. Mm-hmm. And so I think that baseball has this gentleman's game type of you know, perception or aura around it, right? Yeah. Which is which is super boring. <laughs> and I, I think that they don't want you to show any emotion unless you're the pitcher, because it seems like that's the only time when, when it's acceptable. Okay. Um, so to see stuff like that, to see bat flips, to see, you know, some type of excitement, any type of that, any type of, of that type of emotion, um, it's always frowned upon in baseball. And I just, I don't get it. I really don't understand it. I, I play remember sports. Adrenaline is always pumping. Like, I don't understand. Right. You play sports. That's what you do. I mean, that's part of what makes you good at what you do is the emotion. Right. I don't understand that. But anyway. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. All um, right. All right. Let's, uh, let's jump to uh, um, <laughs> the, the NCAA Men's and Women's Championship. And yeah. Um. I, I'll let you guys go because you know my bracket. Um, my bracket died a long time ago. And I just, you know, I said my goodbyes to it. And <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! That's funny. What, what, well, I'll go. Go ahead. And I'll say that my men's bracket. Some things got out of whack, but it all came back together at the end. And the two teams that I picked to come come together at the end did come together. However, I'm, they ran out of gas. That's all I can say. I had, I had Zag taking this thing all the way, but they ran out of gas. And, and yeah, so Baylor put it on them. They put it on them bad. <laughs> and uh, so that, that, that ended that for me. Now, on the women's side, Arizona, I told you this story, and I don't know that you knew this. Arizona was the only team in the final four that was left out of the out of the promo. Yeah, you told me that. And I think they came in with a huge, huge chip on their shoulder when they played UConn. Because you I had UConn and I had it to be UConn and Stanford at the end, but they messed my they they came in with the chip on their shoulder and they took care of UConn. And mm-hmm. so uh, it ended up being uh, them and Stanford, but because uh, I had UConn taking the whole thing, but at least I had one yeah. team in, in in at the end. It was Stanford yeah. was there. <laughs> I, I didn't have anybody on either side, so I'm just going to pass it to Coach Fleet. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do a bracket myself, but um, I kind of watched towards the end. Mm-hmm. On the women's side, I, for me. Uh, that UConn and Bella game was the championship game for me. I enjoyed yeah. that game. Yeah. I know uh, Stanford did, did a good job as far as solidifying the championship, but I really enjoyed the UConn and Bella game, especially the history behind both both teams oh, and coaches. Yeah. You know, yeah. to me, it's some dislike between those two coaches. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so, so it was fun to watch. And on yeah. the men's side, um, I watched UCLA. I thought they would go further. Um, Gonzaga mm-hmm. always a solid team, shoot well, play very hard. Right. Um, very good program. They do a very good job year in and year out when it comes to yeah. that. 
but I just think they was very from the beginning just overmatched with, with Bella. I think yeah. Bella had more more length, more athleticism, more, more athleticism, yeah. and uh, they came out and, and, and was on fire. And um, yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed the women's side this year um, than the men actually. The games on the women's side, close games and some, some, more some great basketball on the women's side. Yeah, that's all I watched this year. I didn't even watch any of the men's games. I only watched the women's games. <laughs> But that's always been my stance. Like I just like women's basketball. Yeah, yeah. I, I caught mainly the highlights for most of them. But I, but as far as like actual games watched, I watched more of the women's games as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you, you had mentioned what was that? The Baylor UConn game. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think that South Carolina was it. South Carolina UConn or South Carolina Baylor, where that's like true. the putback. Uh, went awry and that's how South Carolina ended up losing. Mm. Um, I can't remember which game that was, but that was the game that I saw like, and I watched that one to the end and I was like, man, you know, <laughs> but to see uh, Don Staley, who's the head coach of South Carolina yeah. taking his stride and say, yo, we, we just gonna have to be get back here next year. And, and yeah. you know what I'm saying? You know, so that was good to see. Like, I, I love seeing like that part of it, you know, and especially with Don Staley being someone who um, I won't say that I followed her closely, but you know, I, I you, you know her career. Right, yeah. I know her career, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, so like to see her be a coach be on that side of it now and doing the right. same things that she's doing, like so was, was um Arizona's too. coach. Oh yeah. She she played the WNBA too. Oh wow, okay. I don't, I don't think mm-hmm. I uh I don't think I knew mm-hmm. yeah. she did. Yep. So Shooting birds and all, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. On to the real. <laughs> now I know, I know this is probably one of your uh if you were to rank this onto the real, it's probably one of your favorite stuff. Yeah. Um I got a crush so... on <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. How was it seeing Aaron Rodgers be uh oh my god be the host of, of Jeopardy? He does. He's done it three days in a row. Yeah. Um. I think this whole week was his week. Um. Mm-hmm. He uh. He did a really good job. Yeah. Like I could tell he was a little nervous. I mean, those are big shoes for all of these people to try to fill, right? right? And so, mm-hmm. um, I really he it showed his inner nerd. I think that's why I was like, oh, look at yeah. my inner. It showed his. <laughs> it showed his inner nerd. Um. He's. Uh, he was a huge fan of Alex Trebek, and so um, much respect. He had much respect for him, and so mm-hmm. for him to even have this opportunity, you know, getting all mm-hmm. dressed up in his little suits and house <laughs> kicked back, and you know, trying to look all smart on TV, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. like it's it's been really, it was really good to see, and I just thought this was a fun onto the real because right. he is like, hey. I would happily host <laughs> Jeopardy, right? So this, uh-huh. you know, this is it makes me think this is kind of um with um what was what was it? It was Kelly and when Kelly who was she on with before Michael Strahan? I can't remember. But anyway, when they started looking for a host mm-hmm. for her and they had mm-hmm. all of these different co-hosts for her and all these right. different people were like trying out, this is kind of what mm-hmm. this reminds me of. Of what they're doing with Jeopardy, and so hey, I, I'm, I'm my votes for Aaron. I'd love to be able to watch it <laughs> here tonight. Like yes, 
I, you know, this is something that I really want to see. You know what I'm saying? And I, I don't think that we'll see it because nah, I feel probably. like he would have to retire. I mean, before yeah, the yeah. season start in order to for them not to hire someone else to yeah, take yeah. his position. Absolutely. Unless they had a placeholder up until you right. know, he got to the right. point of, of taking it. But interestingly enough, I, I saw a report that, and this may be the fact that he just kind of threw his name in the ring for the position, but LeVar Burton from Reading Rainbow um, yeah. says that he he wants to be the host of the show. Yeah, but I've seen he, that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'd be I good with that, see, but it ain't, it ain't, it ain't Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I, I would love to see Aaron <laughs> Rodgers in this world. And I, I feel like he did, he did well enough on the show when he was actually a contestant. Yeah. Um, for them to have brought him back to actually mm-hmm. host, and mm-hmm. um, like you said, that first day he looked pretty nervous, like looking from the clips of it, because I didn't yeah. get to see the entire show. But he, he looked, yeah. he did look pretty nervous. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it it was did. a new role for him. It is. Um, but as the days have gone by, like he, he he's looked pretty good at it. Yeah. Know? No, I think he's doing, and I think this is just enough for me. Like having, so I think Michael Strahan kind of like opened these doors to more than just mm-hmm. you know what i mean more right. than just, more than just if, if you sports. go retire you just go be a sports analyst mm-hmm. kind of right. thing like he he opened the doors to the game shows and you know you on good morning america everybody like come on yeah. you know what yep. i mean like yep. that and so i feel like this is just another step and to me the other plus to this is he does this um the stigma that i absolutely detest that is attached to being an athlete is that mm-hmm. you're not smart Oh yeah. And so him being in this role, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where everybody looked, even though Alex Trebek, if people don't know, was looking at paper that had the answers. But people <laughs> <laughs> people gave, had this this idea that he was a and he was, I'm not taking away from that, but that he was really smart, right? Yeah, so right. whoever takes that role has to be really smart. And so I feel mm-hmm. like that would only help to kind of squash. Some of that stigma that, that goes yeah, with being an athlete. That's right. right. That's right. I didn't. I never. I didn't see it, but I read up on it. Uh, yeah. But knowing Aaron Rodgers, you know, I kind of. It can be a good fit because of, like you said, I mean, just that dry personality. It's like yeah. you don't try to do yeah. too much. Don't. He just. He's just right there. Yeah. And it comes off uh, very easy uh, mm-hmm. on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure as far as you know, as far as looks, everything, everything just works for right. him. Yeah. It comes back. <laughs> but he uh he can be funny at times, you know, it just and it, it's yeah. like it comes off easy. He don't have to work hard at it because his personality. Right. Uh, yeah. Right. It's Peyton Manning kind of it's laid that back. Peyton Manning yeah. Type. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. You just mm-hmm. just just flow with it. Just let it flow. Yeah. It. Not overboard no, with it. And he just, I think it'd be a good match for him. I don't know if he ever retired, you know, come out, you know, retiring and make it his permanent make deal. But, yeah. Right. But, you know, maybe from time to time, you know, every now and then, I think it'd be a good situation. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I love it. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. He's the okay. GOAT. Let's go. Well, wait, what'd you say? He is the GOAT. He, he is the GOAT. So, I, so, I, well, my, so my GOAT is Peyton Manning, right? Right. Our goat. Oh, our goat. I'm sorry. My bad. Our goat is. Don't don't get it twisted. He's mine too. Yes. And while, you know, everyone universally regards Tom Brady as the goat, um, because he's the most decorated quarterback in NBA history. NFL. NFL. 
I said NBA. I'm sorry. Uh, my 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 <laughs> my mouth was moving faster than my brain was. Um, Aaron Rodgers, I would say, is the most talented quarterback in NBA, in NFL history. I was about to do it again. <laughs> He's the most talented quarterback. I, yes, I watched the way that he throw throws passes, and I've never seen anyone be able to throw a pass with bad and it's not like he consistently <laughs> throws it with like his feet aren't quite right mm-hmm. and he's mm-hmm. throwing it from the side and I, I know balances. I know people's right off balance and I know people say Patrick Mahomes kind of has that whole you know can yeah. throw yeah. at any angle and can make any type of throw yeah. but I've never seen anybody do it the way Aaron Rodgers does it yeah and I would say that go you know Tom Brady Peyton Manning all you know Aaron Rodgers, great quarterbacks, you know. Yeah. I, just look at, I try to look outside the accolades. Tom Brady, what he's doing now at his age, you know, still winning, going to a new organization and elevating yeah. that team to the Super Bowl. I mean, you got to give him props. But right. just overall watching Aaron Rodgers play the game, how he, how he plays that position is yeah. very impressive. Like yeah. you said, oh, yeah. throws. Uh, he's able to, you know, hurt you as far as running the football as well, extending the plays. Yeah. But right. Just watching yeah. him, he just is just a masterpiece. Yeah, he he, he can it do is. it all. It is. And he has he's the only quarterback that I know that has like a rocket arm with finesse. That's right. Yeah. That's right. How do you have a rocket arm finesse? Like what finesse, is that? Even, accuracy. Yeah. It's yeah. it's amazing. No, it's he, yeah. He's the epitome of the quarterback that can make every NFL throw. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. He really is. Yes. Absolutely. From different angles. Right. <laughs> From anywhere, any kind Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Aaron, I'll be happy, you know, either way, play football. <laughs> either way, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a fan, sir. Either way. <laughs> I, I need the, the package to, to give him a little more guaranteed money, you know what I'm saying? So we can, uh, you know, or, <laughs> or if you guys just want to see how uh, your new quarterback that you drafted a year ago, how he's doing. Uh, you can totally move on from Aaron Rodgers and send him to the Washington football team. I like, knew that was what you were about to say. <laughs> no, that's not happening. You notice it's I not. didn't even open my mouth to say he could come. Now, you know, if he came to Atlanta, it'd be over. I'd be like, I got to go back he's, home. He's not I'm, coming I'm to moving home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you, last time, I, last time I said this, last time I had this conversation, it was in, you know, my, my, um, my H.E. Bison group chat. Yeah. And it was when you heard you started to hear the rumors that they were going to trade Alex Smith because Patrick Mahomes was like the real deal. Yeah. And I said, mark my words, Alex Smith is coming to the Washington football team. Mm. And sure enough, that's where he ended up. He okay. did. So I'm going to call this one. This Aaron Rodgers. Aaron ain't coming. Boo. For the Washington. I'm I feel sorry. like I'm putting this in the atmosphere. Aaron ain't coming. Like, boo. <laughs> Who did y'all just get? Who did y'all just get? Fitzmagic. Yes, my thank you, my cousin. Come on. <laughs> um, I will gladly take Aaron Rodgers over Fitzmagic, and uh... <laughs> I would too. He my cousin and all, but yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, uh, but again, I mean to ride that part up. Like, shout out to him, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I, I... Good job, sir. I, I pray that there's a way that he can, you know, get this position once his career is over. Yeah, that would be yeah. so cool. I would love it. Yeah. All, All right. right. 
Let's let's jump on to this feel good final thought because Lord have mercy, these we were supposed We've been to talk talking about this for three weeks now. We have like, and this article came out <laughs> the beginning of March and it's yeah. the beginning of April. <laughs> yeah. um, but we got to give these young ladies and their dad yep. um, their flowers. So Courtney McKenzie, Dakota, and Avery Rich all play varsity for um, the New London Spicer. And New London is in uh, Minnesota. The New London Spicer varsity basketball team. And so um, Mackenzie is a senior. She was the first one to join the team. Courtney's a junior. Um, Avery's a sophomore. And Dakota's an eighth grader. Yeah. And they all play for the state champion. Um, the class the class 2A state champion undefeated varsity basketball team yeah um and the thing about this story is like if it just stopped there that'd be an amazing story in and of itself but for the fact that um you hear the story about how their dad begged the coach to continue coaching because his girls were going to be coming up and he didn't want anyone other than them to coach him like that would that be was his, that was his dad essentially exactly like so yeah. to even hear the fact that earl rich who was their dad was a foster care kid who i believe his 10th grade year of high school yeah um he didn't have a place to live so they went through and did the paperwork and um the girl's coach uh, seventh Mike grade. Dreyer, it was seventh grade it was seventh grade Seventh grade. Oh, so he yeah, okay. So he lived with him for five years, excuse me. Yeah. Um, Mike Dreyer. He ended up taking him in, and like you said, being his dad, you know. Um, so to have him coach his girls, or I guess from that point, his granddaughters, <laughs> um, right, is just an all-around great feel-good story. Absolutely. It's eyeball, sweat, or smile. I yeah. think this one did a little bit of both. It's a little me, bit of both. Right? Yeah, this is yeah. a little bit of both for me, for sure. The, the depth yeah. of this story, like, just brings it full circle. Like, yeah, it would have been beautiful, like you said, just that the four girls play. That's great. But no, like, the, 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 yeah, the depth of this is tremendous. Yeah. 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 So, so good stuff. Good stuff. Shout out to them. Shout out to Coach Dreyer. Um, yeah, like he stuck it out. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, he said he was at the point of, like, now I'm about to retire. Yeah. Um, but the fact that he actually, you know, um, listened to his son. <laughs> right. And stuck around and waited for the girls to get to high school. And he was rewarded, rewarded by having um, an undefeated season yeah. in the state championship was, you know, yeah. sure rewarded. Great story. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Show Show picks. Yeah. What you watching? So I uh, took a chance. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to just say this. You know how I feel about Cameron and Lauren Hamilton from Love is Blind. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they posted uh, about two months ago, they were uh, watching this series called Greenhouse Academy. So I was like, mm-hmm. uh, I looked at it, I was like, uh, no. But yeah. I went and I decided to watch it and it was pretty interesting. Okay. Pretty interesting. Um, about uh some high school kids who are in this um 
super competitive kind of like private high school uh-huh. and uh, just their journey. Uh, it, it deals with a lot of racial stuff as well as um, it's kind of sci-fi. It's a little right. sci-fi to it too. So it was interesting. It was interesting. Okay. And what was this on? This is Netflix. Netflix. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Greenhouse. Yeah. Greenhouse, Greenhouse Academy. Academy. Okay. Go check it out. Yeah. All right. So my show is a, a YouTube show and <laughs> it's called Cinema Sins. And the show basically picks apart different movies. Oh, no. <laughs> it takes every part of the movie, like it'll take different parts of the movie where they may have done something like, Incorrect. Yeah, incorrect or oh this my kind. I gotta go see this. Oh, yeah. I do this all I, yeah. I do this the whole movie. Joy will tell you, like this is my thing. Like, that ain't right. like dang it, shut up. <laughs> like they do stuff like they'll point out the smallest thing, like yep. they may have a scene where you're looking at the clock, right? Yep. And during the clock, it may say eight o'clock, eight p.m. Yeah. And then yeah, you look but at, it's sunny. Right. Or, or yep. you'll look at the clock in the in the a cutaway, and they'll go back to the clock, and it'll be twelve fifty seven. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So they point out oh, stuff I'm, like that. Oh, I yeah. need to watch that. That's all that is. <laughs> like, know, I'll, I'll look at something and I'll be cause... like, "Y'all, y'all, you had your arm around it just a minute ago, and now when you come back, I, I do it all the time. I'm, I'm horrible. I do it all the time. I'm gonna I'm I'm send it to you. Yes, I'm gonna send it to you, and. and I'm not. I'm gonna say the other one for next week. I'm gonna say okay. the other one for next week because I had another oh. one. I was going, you know, yeah. I'll be yeah. struggling to find them because I'll say snowfall every week with the way that oh. this season has been going. See, but that's how I feel about <laughs> I am athlete. And, oh yes, uh, right. I'll, I will forever be like we can talk about I am athlete every week. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Like man. So yeah. Yeah. Good stuff though. Good stuff. All right. All right. We at the end of another one. Coach Flea, man, we just wanted to tell you that we super, super appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Um, we know that, you know, one, that you're still in the middle of the season. So, you know, yeah. this is taking time away from, you know, some of the other stuff that you, um, you're you doing right now, man. And we just truly appreciate you you coming to kick it with us and coming to rap with yes. us, man. Yes. We hope to be seeing you in person soon. <laughs> yeah. Come on to Jackson, Mississippi, man. I love Jackson, Mississippi. A great place. Great yeah. people. Um, My godfather lives there. Okay, all right. So more, yeah. more, even more reason to come, come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, out. we got home. <laughs> we got homecoming this week uh, against Alabama oh. and them. So we we're, okay. we're doing pretty big, man. We had about um, we got a stadium hold by sixty thousand. So right. mm-hmm. We had like fifty percent capacity. So we yeah. had about thirty thousand last week in Southern. Great. Yeah, I was gonna say it was packed. I was yeah, like, darn, are they all gonna do that? Yeah, yeah. It, was, <laughs> it was unbelievable. It, I, I, yeah. I can't wait to the fall to see um, how right. things come together once we level yeah. things out. Yeah, but, uh, great environment, man. I appreciate you guys having me. I think you guys do a phenomenal job with the topics and you know staying current with the uh, current events that's going on across the country. But I'm always available. You know, I'm a big supporter of you guys and whatever I can do. Thank you. Oh, yeah. We appreciate it. Just a phone man. call away. Yeah. yeah. No, we yeah we go call because we yeah. we for real. We coming. Right. We coming. <laughs> That's what it's called. Feel to the real, right? Right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we coming. 
That's so, right. Absolutely. So Much thank respect. you again. Much respect. Um, do you want to? Uh, you want to shout out anybody? You want to give your uh, social media hand, social media handles or um, anything like that? Um, no, just, no, just your website. Just everything you know. With um, you know, call it you know, just what we got going on in the swag. I think we are um, doing a great job as far as uh, uh, drawing attention here at Jackson State, but mm -hmm. adding family and Bethune. I think we're going to do some great things in yeah. this conference, man. And you know, hopefully, uh, the MEAC they able to somehow. Uh, keep going and add more teams to that to that conference, just so we can mm -hmm. continue to provide uh, opportunities that we speak for these uh, young athletes yeah. that can't go to the PWI, so they have still yeah. have these doors open at these and play the great games of football, basketball, the sport of their choice, and mm -hmm. have those opportunities. So, man, just a shout out to those that are still trying to continue to provide those opportunities uh, for these young athletes. To make sure we keep the doors open when it comes to sports at these HBCUs. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. like we said, it's a lot of things going on as far as the like with the Asian Black Lives Matter, but within the sports arena, man, it's, it's a lot that has to be done to, you know, when we came through, we played a game of football at Howard, you know, with the academics, with the social um, mm -hmm. um environment as far as being able to communicate. You know, sport yeah. did, did a lot for us. It yeah. also it was that crutch, it was that tool. That really got us over the hump. It provided those things for us to get to Howard, to get that wonderful education, to get right. around those people to network. And we uh, we got to continue to try to make sure uh, the MEAC is, is is supported as far as like we're we're strong. I think the commission, commission here is doing a, f a fabulous job as far as mm -hmm. the teams, the programs that we have. We have a good vision as far as where we're going. But you just want the CIAA, you want the MEAC, you want all of those that's involved to continue to do well. And that's what we're trying right. to do at at Jackson State is to, uh, you know, everyone always say, you know, uh, like, why are we trying to change the culture? You know, we're not trying to change. We're trying to promote change. We're trying to do better. We're trying to, like, you know, just let them know, like, the things that was given, <clears throat> um, it just wasn't enough. You know, mm -hmm. so why not ask for more? Why we can't have the same things right. that is given at the other schools? Yeah. I tell you, here at Jackson State, we have the training tables here where the kids eat very well. You know, everything we do here is big, is pretty much power nice. five ish. Yeah. And because we have a leader, we have a boss that don't accept anything less, <laughs> you know. And, and, you know, of course, that's always going to be frowned upon because, you know, that's just the nature of the beast. You know, people usually frown upon things or, you know, things they don't under, um, can't control or don't understand fully, you know, instead yeah. of taking the time out to see why things are being done and see how it can help, uh, you know, and just a, a, a grand sch a scheme of things. You know, we just got to get around that. You know, it's not about defeating Deion Sanders, you know, because he's not worried about that. You know, yeah. we're just trying to just elevate the level here at Jackson State, and hopefully, everyone is watching to see what can happen, and jump on board and, and and just do what we're trying to get done, and just even even the playing field. At the end of the day, the kids on our level at our schools they they benefit tremendously. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Keep doing what y'all doing. Right. That's right, man. It's inspiring. It really, really is inspiring, man. Yeah. And whatever we can do, listen. Right. <laughs> whatever we can do. <laughs> no, I am so serious. Whatever we can do, yes. we there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Whatever we can do, we there. So. I appreciate it. Same yeah. here. Same here. Well, I, right. I, we at the end of this one, you know. Um, we certainly appreciate those of you who um, 
if this is your first time listening, we appreciate you. If, uh, you know, you listen and you're with us every week, we truly, truly love and appreciate you. Um, if you want to reach out to us, you can definitely hit us up at our email address, field the number two, the real podcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on IG, field the number two, the real podcast. That's at field the number two, the real podcast. Reach out to us on Twitter at field the number two, the real P1. Um, go to our YouTube page, like, share, subscribe, comment, comment, comment. <laughs> let us know what you think about the clips. Um, let us know what you think about this episode, man. Um, oh, and Facebook. Go to our Facebook page. Um, if we still even have a Facebook page. <laughs> we do. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm being funny because when I yeah. tell you, the last time I posted on the Facebook page was, you know, I, every time it goes yeah. from YouTube yeah. to Facebook right. is, is kind of how um, it gets works. But um, I, I got to do better, y'all. <laughs> I got to do better. But um, nah, man, we, we just, we truly love and appreciate you guys. Um, we out of here. Peace. Peace. <laughs> yeah, you, you're not putting that your fingers. <laughs> no finger. No finger. No more. <laughs> I'm not flipping nobody off. No fingers. I'm good. <laughs> oh, man. We out. <laughs> All right. Appreciate bye, y'all. Now put the cameras on me. 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 Put the cameras on me.